if I ever had a comic book crush, I'm pretty sure it'd be Captain Marvel. <laughs> Who's with me on that one? Yeah, guys? Yeah, come on. Now, I really like that scene because it just, you know, in, in very typical Marvel fashion, really kind of sets the emotional scene there. You know, Iron Man is out there. This is the beginning of Endgame, by the way. If you haven't seen that, hashtag spoiler alert, and also get with the program and watch the movie already. Um, so these Iron Man's out there, he's stuck in space, and he's just drifting in this cold, dark emptiness, right? And then this light appears, and he is rescued. And it's all just very dramatic and, and, and amazing. But it just kind of reminds me of this picture of what we've been talking about, of this light breaking through the darkness. In fact, this, this picture of Iron Man stuck in the cold, desolate space is this picture of what we've been talking about, tohu wabohu, this sort of darkness of pre-creation, this sort of emptiness, purposelessness that we kind of see in the world around us. And we've felt in our own lives, right? I mean, you felt this. You felt that depth of darkness, that emptiness, perhaps. And then perhaps you've also experienced that light shining in and saving you and rescuing you. And I want you to think about that for a little bit. Just kind of picture in your mind your story. And I've heard some of you guys' stories, and, and some of you have yet to hear those stories, but I want you to think about perhaps it's a moment when God just kind of shone and broke into your darkness and shone that light. Or perhaps it was a, a sort of an ongoing story that he's been slowly breaking through and breaking you down. It may even be a story from childhood. Maybe you grew up in a Christian family and you never wandered away. This is my story. It doesn't sound very exciting, but there's still those moments of darkness trying to break into my life and, and God's light keeping me safe and rescuing me from that. And I want you to be thinking about that as we kind of start in this morning and, and continue our series on Let There Be Light. And as we sort of remember this verse that we've been looking at from Isaiah, this promise of the people who walk in... I did not go back. Thank you very much. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And that's been our story. At least it's been mine. So as we move through the series, we've been looking at this progression throughout the Bible of this theme, this idea of light. And it started at the beginning with creation, and God said, let there be light. And light was the first thing that kind of chased away the darkness, the purposelessness, the emptiness that was tohu wabohu, that pre-creation state. And then, of course, we talked about how we fell away from God's light and back into the darkness when we rebelled against him and how he um, created this space for us, this light for us, where we would be under his rule and under his care, but we chose our own way and ended up back in the darkness. And then this uh, promise in Isaiah 9 that we just read about this light that is going to shine in our darkness, this baby Jesus who would come. And then, of course, we talked last week about John chapter 1 and this picture of the light of life, that life that gave life to creation, entering into our world and giving life to us and entering into our tohu wabohu 
and giving us light and rescuing us. So that's where we've been going. And now the question is, what is that next step? God has done all of this work throughout the, basically the Old Testament of the Bible and the beginning of the New Testament. And he's created this space now where he's come into our lives. And he has rescued us and he's given us life and light. And we've celebrated that at communion. We had this fantastic worship set. Thank you, Nate, for that. Of just relishing and embracing and thanking God for giving us hope, making us new, recreating us. So what's next after that? I mean, you can imagine that the story would go that Jesus came down, he entered into the world, he gave light to those who could not get it themselves, they could not make their way back to God, so he came to them. And he would just go on from place to place sharing that light, offering that life to everybody. Throughout history, he would move around from nation to nation, from people to people, from group to group, and he would offer that. I mean, that sounds like what he should do, right? Except he didn't, because he just stayed in the one place. Jesus, he he walked up and down Israel, a small little country out in the middle of, of nowhere, even for that time. It was like at the edge of the Roman Empire, and for us, it's on the other side of the globe. Small little country. And he only stayed there 30 years, and then he went back to heaven again. That was 2,000 years ago. So how did the light that he brought into the world, how did it survive long enough? How did it get to us here in New Zealand? How did it make its way to us? kind of a facetious question, really, because I think most of us understand and know what's going on. We know that it wasn't just him that was bringing that light, but he gave us a job as well. And this is why he gathered his people together, and um, in Matthew chapter 5, he gathers this crowd, and he sees them there, so he starts teaching them, and he says this. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he says, You are the light of the world. In John chapter 80, it said, I am the light of the world. Come to me, follow me, and you will never walk in darkness again. And now he's saying, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Not going to hide it under a bushel. Oh, no. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. The light of life was never intended to be hidden away inside of us. It was never intended to stay just with us. It was always intended... That's always been the next progression of light. Light started in creation. God brought light into the universe. Then he took that light and he brought it into our darkness. And now he says, take that light and go out into the darkness of your world. Out into the Tohuwabohu. I want you to think back to the story I asked you to think about of your own story of faith and how God's light has you know, gotten into your life. And maybe it hasn't, and maybe you're still exploring things and there's no expectation or, 
or anything like that, that you have a story to share. But I want, if you do, if you have experienced God's light in your life, I want you to think about how that came about. Did it happen in a vacuum? Was it just you and God? And some people, there are moments where it's just us and God. You know, I remember a couple of impactful moments in my life where it was just me and him. I wasn't having a conversation with anybody. And yet, I wouldn't have those conversations if I didn't have an understanding of who God was that came from someone else. Those experiences that we have that were in a vacuum weren't really in a vacuum. I remember one time I was at a music festival and there was this really cool worship moment and God just really broke into and passed all of my barriers and he just had this really strong moment of message of, you're okay, you're okay. And it was powerful. It was so powerful. And it was just me and God in that moment and I was just singing to him on his throne and it was great. And yet, at the same time, I was at a music festival, there was a band. I wasn't singing my own song. It was third day, by the way. Just, I remember that moment very clearly. Third day, great, yes. I'm not the only one I've done that for, I know it. We've got a little fan club right here in the middle section. Yeah, yeah no, not so much. They were great. Actually, Michael Elvis Smith's got a new good one that I really like. You're distracting me, mate. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, this is a moment. Yeah, we're having a moment here, all right? All right, but so God was in that moment with me. It was him, it was his spirit in me, but yet at the same time, he used people. This is my point. If you think about your story, for the most part, I would imagine that most of the things that God has done in our lives, he has done through someone, or in a lot of cases, many someones. Is that all right? The point is, God is, uses people to share their story, to teach us, to guide us, to show us God's light. That's how we knew what it looked like. That's how we knew. That's how God came into our radar. Didn't have to do it that way, but that's how he did it. So we read in the Bible, this is in the book of Romans. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, for everyone who believes in him, who follows him, gives their allegiance to him, they will be saved. Hooray, yay. But how can they call on him? You've heard me read this before. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. How can people escape the tohu wabohu in their lives unless someone brings light into their lives? We talked about this before. Our history says we cannot find our way into that light. Whether we don't care to, or we don't know how to, or we don't have the strength to, we just aren't able to, in our own strength, in our own way, find that space, find that light. History has been clear about that. It needs to come to us. That's why Jesus came into the world, right? And that is why he is sending us out. Because how can we expect people who are caught up in the turmoil of our world, who are 
drawn away by the fantastic temptations and things in our world that distract, who are caught up in chains of, of sinfulness and this rebellious nature. How can we expect them to just fumble their way into the presence of God and to give their lives to Him? God can do this, but He is asking us to go and to take that light out into the world, yeah? This is why the next verse I want to read to you is probably one of the most famous and one of the most important verses or sentences in the entire Bible. Therefore, Jesus says, right before you're about to go, head back to heaven, go. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. If you know anything about the ancient languages, and I don't know that much about the ancient languages, but one of the key things about this is there is one central command in all of this, and that's the word go. Everything else is subordinate to that grammatically. It all flows out of the word go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So we have been sent out into the tohu wabohu of our communities, armed with the light of creation that God has given us. And looking, like Captain Marvel, we're looking for those drifting out in the darkness and in the cold. That's our job. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's what we want to do as a church. When we first started Church Northwest uh, 18 months ago now. Woo! Time flies. Um, we made a conscious effort within the first period of time, year, year and a half, that we wanted to really focus on building this community and making this a place where people really felt welcome. And, and I'm really proud of the way that that has played out. And I, this is not a tooting of our horns because this is you guys that have done this. They have made Church Northwest a place where people feel welcome, they feel accepted, they feel comfortable, and they feel like home. That's what we wanted. We wanted to create a home for you, a family that you can be a part of. And we're going to continue to do that. And we, we want to continue to be a light to each other within this space. But that was never intended to be all that Church Northwest was. We never intended for the light of this loving community to stay within these walls or to stay within this group. It was never only intended for those who found their way into this group that this light, this love would be there. We always wanted to turn around and send that back out. And we really feel like this year is going to be the year that we really start doing that. But we've actually already been doing it last year as well a little bit. We've done, I think, some pretty cool things out in the community, and you guys have been a part of that. Uh, for example, we, started the, uh, we partnered with Christians Against Poverty, and we ran a CAP course um, that started with us, and we're going to continue to run courses out in the community. We delivered donuts to, to supermarket workers. You remember that during the lockdown? Um, we worked with Norwest Care Trust. People donated food, and we donated time to do food deliveries. We, um, of course, back to school project, you remember that? We got really involved with that. That was an amazing project, and we, we were able to fund 25 
backpacks um, out of the 153 that got sent out. So we were doing amazing things within the community. And we're going to continue doing those things. We're very excited about those, and I think we can uh, make a, a great effort into bringing light into our community through that. But I also think there's a couple of other areas this year that we can start focusing on, that we can start fulfilling what God is asking us to do. The first area would be people further afield than our community, in the sense that we don't necessarily see them. So this might be people on the other side of the world, or it might be people closer to home that we just don't necessarily run into in our day-to-day lives. The church often calls this missions, and that's probably a definition that could use some tweaking. Um, We have our own special... uh, help here with Whitney. She's um, done a lot of research and stuff like that, and she's going to help us figure this out as well. But what we want to do is we want to start thinking about what is God asking us to do for the world out there? Not just for the people we know and the communities we live in, but outside of that. So maybe it means we we partner, like last year, we partnered with a guy who worked with um, Destiny Rescue, um, which was What he did is he went and he rescued young girls who were caught up in some pretty miserable situations in the Philippines. And he was doing some amazing work with that. COVID's kind of held him back in New Zealand for a while. But we supported him in that. Or maybe it's a little bit closer to home. Uh, Maybe it's like refugees, for example, that are coming into our country and need support and help and that light to be shone in their lives. We don't know exactly where Church Northwest needs to point and needs to focus its energy in this area. We want your guys' involvement, your thought. Where do you, where's your passion? Where are your ideas? We watched, Fiona showed us, for example, at Small Group on Wednesday, we watched this um, documentary on Bougainville and just the, the horrible things going on in there and, and all of that sort of stuff. And I wasn't aware of this before. I was vaguely aware of the place that she had gone to but I didn't know about it until she shared that with me. You know, there's other things that you guys know, people that you know in other countries or uh, projects that are working on that in other parts of the world that you can share with us to see your heart for what's going on. And that's not just adults as well. um, Our intermediates are working through a worksheet as well as some of our adults, I see. I'm spotting you there, Amy. Um, And so on there is a picture of the world, and I've asked you to think as you're coloring that in, to be thinking about places around the world that... Beautiful. Places around the world where you think God's light needs to be shone. And then share that with us. Don't leave that to the adults to just be the only ones thinking about what God is doing. He's talking to you as well. So we want to start these conversations, and so we can together figure out maybe where God is pointing us. So that's another area we can work on. The last area is a little bit closer to our lives. So while Back to School Project, Norwest Care Trust, fantastic for helping some of our families in our community that we may not really know, but they're right there in our community. I think God is also asking us to shed some light on the people far closer to ourselves. This is what the church often calls evangelism. It's the sharing of our faith, person to person, life to life, to introducing people to Jesus, which is not just always grabbing them by the shoulders and saying, hey, do you know Jesus? Let me tell you about Jesus. I'm going to tell you about Jesus all right now. But there is a process there of building relationships, sharing life, loving on people, 
and showing them who God is. And this is something that we want to be focusing on a little bit more 2021 as well. And this is the one area that causes the most anxiety, I think, amongst Christians. We get very sort of tense about the idea of sharing faith with some people are really good at it. Some people are just like, oh yeah, that's easy. I can do that. I do not know what you people are like because I find it very difficult myself. It is scary to put yourself out there, especially in a culture that doesn't really want to hear about it. And they're very much moving in a different direction. How do you do this? Well, I think the answer is that we investigate it together. We do this together. Our church is about helping each other take our next step. So we're going to be exploring a little bit through Sunday morning, through some of the teaching. We're going to look at uh, the Great Commission. I read a little bit of it earlier in Matthew chapter 28, where where Jesus tells us to go and make disciples. We're going to explore that. I'm going to really unpack that and look deeper into it and see how that can help us. We're going to look at some practical things, maybe uh, run a course or something on how we can like, think about the ways that we can share. If you have ideas, if you have thoughts, things that have worked, I know, for example, the Tangaloas, uh, Francis and Timo, this is their life, this is what they do, is sharing and evangelizing with people in, different, in the sports world and on campuses and, and that sort of thing. And So sharing some of those tips and stuff with us would be great. We'll organize for, them, for that too. You know, just sharing together, helping each other. We will do this together. And I don't want you to fear this. Because the one thing that Jesus says right at the end of that Great Commission is he will be with us always to the end of the age. And we will be here for each other. So we're not going to fear it. We're not going to run from it. We're going to figure out how we can do this. How we can bring light to the people around us. Those close, those in our community, and those in other parts of the world. Does that make sense? A little tracking? I remember... um, One of the first services that we had, if you were here, we were in this room, but we were turned sideways. You remember back then? And um, we were having this service, and Alan McGregor, who was uh, one of the guys who was helping us with our eldership, he's gone back to shore now, he's he's kind of done his time, but he stood up, and he was very encouraging, and he said, this place is a light to the community. He saw that, that this was a light And I want that to be our sort of rallying cry for this year. I want to see Church Northwest as this light that shines out into the community. And sometimes that will be from the church itself as we support projects that are going on. But it's also in each and every one of you. As you take on this mantle, as you take on this ownership that I have the light of Jesus in me, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's a kid's song, but how true is that? And then we go out into our world and we shine light and draw people into freedom. I want to end with this thought. God looked at the tohu wabohu before creation and he said, let there be light. And there was light. And this beautiful world opened up. A world full of beauty and purpose came forth. God looked at the tohu wabohu of our lives and he said, let there be light. And a light dawned in our souls. 
and a future of peace, life, and hope was laid out for us. Now God is looking at the tohu wabohu in our communities. His eyes are roving back and forth and they rest on the young man struggling with depression and anger. He notices the woman grappling with grief and pain. He sees the family sinking under the burden of debt and shame. He sees all of this and he turns to us and he says, You are the light of the world. Let there be light. So let's get to it. Let me pray. Lord, you've given us a very clear message. Not an easy thing to do, but it's a very simple thing to understand. You've given us so much. You've given us light. You have chased the tohu wabohu, the the chaos, the purposelessness, the emptiness, the darkness in our lives. You've chased it away. You've replaced it with hope and order and peace and life. Now you see all of those in our world who are aching, hurting, drifting through space. And you say, go, let there be light in those places. Not our light, but your light through us. So Lord, help us as a community to get band together, to gather together, to talk about this, to pray together, to think together, to discuss how we can be light in the world around us to identify the people you have put in our lives that we can work with, that we can share our lives with. Let us not be fearful and timid. You have not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Help us to live that out as we explore this further this year. It's in your name we pray. Amen.